Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Josh Neighbors joins us from the Big 12 Watch. He's with us on 365 Sports on Fridays just after 4 o'clock. Josh, what is your take on Baylor trying to juggle what they're doing with Sawyer Robertson, with what they're doing with R.J. Martinez, and then all of a sudden now a visit from Malik Murphy and Daquan Finns on campus today? Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys, as always. Well, you know, the one thing we know about this business is it's a talent acquisition business, right? You can never have too much talent on your team. And, you know, I think that's, I mean, look at the NFL right now. Look at the amount of backup quarterbacks that are currently playing in the NFL. Like, if you can have depth to the most important position, you know, and arguably in pro and college sports, the quarterback spot, uh, that's good. I think, obviously, for Baylor, you know, the big thing is, it's nice to have options, and they have to find the right option. Uh, Jake Spava has to find the correct option. But uh, Murphy, you know, I, I think the one thing they didn't do a whole lot this year, and I believe that was by design, was run him a lot. We, we've heard about how athletic, and, and, you know, you can scoot a little bit. But I think because he's the backup, obviously, and they don't have a ton of confidence yet in Arch, which, once, like, once again, he's 18 and 19, right? So I think they wanted to make sure they protected the quarterback there. So that, that's kind of the element that I'm wondering about. We didn't really get to see because, obviously, he's a passer. He's not quite where you'd like him to be, but that's you know, he hasn't had a lot of reps in games. So uh, I like that. Daquan Finn, fantastic. Uh, he's been a fantastic player, Toledo. Um, that would be a guy I think would come and obviously make a, make a pretty considerable impact. And then Robertson, you know, I guess you all would be better you know, on this. And obviously I've watched him play, but like, the, I guess the mileage of Baylor fans is at different places. I'm a big believer that guys get better as they get older. I think it just happens in college. Will Howard being the prime example. Uh, I thought he was terrible for a while. And then I'm like, Oh, you know what? He got old. He got good. The game slowed down. And that's how that happens for guys. You know, I actually, I thought Hunter Deckers might have the same thing happen to him this year. Obviously, you know, he was not, you know, didn't play. But uh, I think that could happen for a guy like Sawyer Robertson. So despite the struggles, there is, uh, you know, there's precedent for a player like that to improve. So obviously, I'm going to get all these guys. I mean, if they did, miraculous. But, you know, if you can keep two or three, you're in pretty good shape. Josh, uh, you know, just to continue on our Oklahoma State bit here, uh, they have not, like, of all the portal quarterbacks taking visits, Oklahoma State would be one that I would think might be more involved in that, and they haven't really made any noise there yet. Does that surprise you? And, uh, you know, they're running to the end of where the 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 dead period is going to start here. Yeah, I don't know if this is a confidence in Alan Bowman getting another year because I've, I've heard about that, and I don't know how somebody's got to walk me through that because that one, I mean, he has been there since I was in college. So, like, he has been, and I, I graduated, guys, I graduated from college four years ago yesterday, and Alan Bowman and I, you know, spent a couple years, I believe, in college at the same time. So, uh, that is, that is yeah, he's been around for a while. I do not know how he has eligibility left. But, yeah, this is, Mike Gundy's management of the quarterback room has been Honestly, like I know Bowman's been fine. It's been horrific. It has been nothing 
short of horrific. I mean, guys like Spencer Sanders sat on the bench at Ole Miss this year, did not play behind Jackson Dart. And from everything that I was told, you know, from people in the know, Robert Allen over there at Oklahoma State, uh, he said, hey, you know, Spencer had an interest in coming back. And Mike Gundy in the bowl practice said, no, we've moved on. Well, clearly they hadn't because they played three separate guys to start off the year. So they did not actually have a, a, a definite answer. And the guy they ended up rolling with was not on the roster during bowl practice, obviously, last year. So I am, you know, maybe they have a plan. Sure. Uh, Garrett Rangel might be the guy. I don't know. But, man, you know, with how well that team can coach and the fact that they've got Ollie Gordon coming back next year, they need to figure out something solid at quarterback. And, look, Alan Bowman was not terrible, but you can do better than that. Oklahoma, we know Oklahoma State can do better than that. And um, I think at times this year it was like, yeah, their offense kind of was what it was. You know, it's, they, they, were, they were not built to play from behind. They were very reliant on one guy and blocking well and also a couple pretty good wide receivers. So I am surprised they have not been more active in terms of being linked to guys. Josh, uh, Texas Tech's going to get Big 12 bowl season started off uh, this weekend. And uh, they got Micah Hudson locked down now ahead of National Signing Day. Um, you know, really uh, now heading into year three with some steam with Joey McGuire. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a matter of are you going to finish seven and six? You're going to finish six and seven. And six and seven would, would be, I think, a, a disappointment. But just what are your thoughts on what you've seen from Texas Tech and kind of what they've got going on uh, moving forward in, in terms of the new Big 12 and, and their place in that landscape? Yeah, the expectations were unrealistic this year. And uh, the, the other thing, though, I think people have to understand is, like, this is still positive momentum. I looked, you know, recently at when they've had back-to-back winning seasons since Mike Leach left. They've never actually had a same coach have back-to-back winning seasons. When they've done it, it's been separate coaches. So having that continuity, just building positivity is is good. And, you know, I think that's a big point I like to make about how winning is not always linear. Like Texas, Texas actually did the straight line. That really is not how it works. You know, Chris Kleiman had an up year than a down year, but like he's built that thing into a solid, uh, you know, solid thing there at K State. Lance Lightpole, like they're not going to win eight, nine games every single year, but if they win six next year, even if that's less than this year, it's three straight bowl seasons. That's awesome for a school like a Kansas. So back to back bowl seasons with the recruiting that they're having and also staff continuity is big too. I think the one thing I look at is this is that. They need to make sure they keep Aaron Warden healthy. Uh, and honestly, they need to keep any quarterback healthy, right? This is the second year in a row that we've seen them have to go play three quarterbacks. And, guys, they, they played three quarterbacks, like, pretty early into the season. I, I forget which game Jake Strong actually had to come in and play, but they played all three guys last year, too, Donovan Smith, Aaron Warden, and Tyler Shuck. So I thought Kitley did a good job adjusting the rushing attack to being primarily backs, guys like Taj Brooks is coming back, which is good, and taking less off the quarterback's uh, plate and now also we know too Baron Morton's their guy moving forward. I know they're losing some receivers and stuff in the portal and whatnot, but uh, they're going to win tomorrow. It's another and Jay Knotts out for Cal, so that's going to be a pretty big boost for them. Another winning season just starts stacking them, and you lose Texas and Oklahoma, it's better opportunities. And so stacking winning seasons to get to a place like where K State is, when you know you can then elevate, I think is what Texas Tech should want to do. Josh Craig brought this up uh, earlier today on the show. Other than schools who are, who have won national titles, not regularly, but they've won a national title. Let's just say over the last sixty years or so, which takes us back into the in the sixties. Which school in college football in today's America, today's rules, NIL, transfer portal, everything, 
who has never won a national title might be the one that does. And I know that that uh, it's a big, huge net to throw over. And I'll give you one of the schools he mentioned was Oregon. Who might else be a part of that list that has not won a national title? Yeah, it gets strange, too, because you know, we're going back to the point where, like, they voted on titles, right? So it's you know, kind of the weird claimed, unclaimed, like yeah. the AP, but all that kind of stuff. But, um, man, it's a really good question. You know, it, it's, it gets to kind of the heart of, the, of all the expansion and whatnot is, like, what schools are actually in position to do it? Right. I would love to say a Big 12 school is, but the big problem is now that a Big 12 school is going to have to win at least three games to win a championship. And TC won one last year and got dog walked in the second one. Right. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, and, and I'm, so at, it, I'm not laughing at TCU, but you're right. I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, dog and, and so, yeah. Like it, it's that, that's, that's the challenge, right? Is that, and, and look, we saw Utah, right? Utah went to back to back Rose Bowls. And I know Cam Rising gets hurt in the second one, but. Ohio State had, like, the skeleton crew, and their skeleton crew is pretty good. But like, that skeleton crew for Ohio State in that game, they beat Utah. And I know Utah had the injuries, too. But, like, that is you – know, they weren't even able to win those games. And so that is the big challenge is stacking wins together. And I'm trying to think about ACC programs that can do it. I mean, North Carolina, like, feels like they're threatening, but they don't actually have the roster to do it. Um, and I'm trying to think – I mean, the SEC is there, you know, hey, look, I think Ole Miss is in position to have a – they're spending some serious cash. Um, I mean, guys, they are active in that portal. That defense, which needs to be better, they're getting a lot of guys. I don't know how serious it will be in the end, but they are making a push for next year. They could be a team that I could see – I don't think they – I don't believe at least that they have one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like those those are kind of the ones that I think you're looking at as a school like an Ole Miss – Maybe Penn State, but Penn State has not gotten over that hump. But they've they won, won one. They, yeah. they, 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 won, won, they won one, right? They yeah. won one. So right, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. who, you know, who are you? Who are we actually like thinking? Well, of Oregon's schools, obviously a good challenge. One of the other schools Craig brought up, and it might have been just from us discussing them, was Missouri. Well. David, uh, I'm a Missouri alum. Don't give me hope. But you know what, Josh? Like, if you're looking at realistically, I mean, they're in the SEC. They've got what they've got going on right now. I mean, they're they're going to be built up. I mean, compared to Big 12 schools, ACC schools, and the two-pack schools that are remaining, they have, a, I think, a better shot than those schools probably do at this point. The one big advantage they have, and I, I don't think this gets mentioned enough. You know, I, I work in Arkansas, and these folks here believe they should be better, better than Missouri. Uh, Missouri's got two major American cities on either side of the state, mm. two hours away from Columbia. And the one problem, especially Barry Odom's era, when, I, you know, when he was there, and Gary Pinkle did a pretty good job, but Eli Drinkwitz is keeping these kids home. He's doing it, obviously. The funding is there to help Luther Burden staying there and being yep. there. It's a mixture of getting those guys in, keeping top talent like that in. Uh, the Nwari kid, the kid they've got, um, you know, top five kid again. This year they were in on that one kid that went, ends up going to Texas. Like, that is the big difference. And, yeah, the schedule has to work out. But they have another pretty favorable schedule next year. And, guys, this is a team in Missouri. They had the ball down six at Georgia this year. Like, the LSU loss happened. As Jane Daniels was amazing. I think he's awesome. I hope he's a top-ten quarterback. They just got beat by a better player. It's totally fine. But, like, yeah, man, that's probably a playoff team in the 12-team playoff. And after their body of work this year, like, Missouri was – you know, I can't think of a time except for the, ten, uh, the Kentucky game, which they ended up winning by a lot, where they were not a massive uh, – they were in the game or, you know, not, not down multiple scores. Like, yeah, that's a place they could do it. If they keep putting money into the program, I'm trying to think of other programs that are kind of like that, right? They're kind of in that zone, if you will, where it's like, 
if they have the right coach, right situation, then they can they do it all. You know, maybe Michigan. Uh, does Michigan State have one? I don't know. I don't think they do. I Michigan think they, State. They do. Yeah. They, 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 lost, do? they had a I tie think. in 1966 with Notre Dame, and Notre right. Dame was given the national title. And I don't know, but Michigan State's they listed in 65. Michigan State in 65, 66 in a couple yeah. of other years. Yeah. Yeah. So a school like that, maybe. I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to think, especially with the way the sport's changing. It's just going to benefit the Blue Bloods even more. Yeah, they won think, it outright in 52. Yeah, they've, they've won titles. Yeah. Like, they're not on that list. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a nice thought. And I've got, to, I've got a list in front of me. I figure we'll save that for a segment, though, because all due respect to Josh. But, I mean, Missouri is on that list, obviously, as you know. I think Oregon's on that list. I will say, as far as a Big 12 team that's won the most games, I'll at least throw this out there for fodder, that's won the most games but has not won one, and it's right near the top of the entire list is West Virginia. Mm-hmm. They've won a bunch of games in the history of college football, but have not been able to crack through. Uh, but Ole Miss, I think, is another one that you threw out. I think Ole Miss is definitely one of those those teams that could be ripe for for being at the top of that list as well. Yeah, and how about Lane pretending last year like they didn't have any NIL money? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's always strange to me. Like they got spent once again. They got Spencer Sanders to sit in their bench for the year. Like, what, what are we talking about with money and whatnot? But I, I think. <laughs> Their de- like their defense is going to decide it, right? I mean, we saw in that LSU game, like that is not a championship team. They cannot win a championship with that kind of a defense, uh, just you know, with the way it was. And and I mean, they just no showed that Bama game. Like that was not a great Bama performance, and Bama wasn't quite Bama yet, and they just no showed it. So, you know, I, like it's almost like I kind of wonder. Like the one thing Sark has, you know, think about old Saban assistants. Sark's a really good big game coach. Lane is is not. You know, I don't think about a lot of big Lane Kiffin victories that he's racked up during his time at Ole Miss. So that's kind of the push coming to shove. I mean, but they have to get in those situations first. Uh, Josh Neighbors again with us, part of 365 Sports on this Friday afternoon. Josh, were you okay with the Heisman Trophy? Was it uh, if, if you would have had a vote? I'm not sure. Maybe you do, but did you uh, did like not. the Jaden Daniels pick? Uh, as somebody who had a Jaden Daniels Heisman ticket, I did. I did enjoy that as a. Uh, oh. I mean. I mean, he – so I actually was pretty critical of him coming into the year. The one thing that really improved, guys, was the vertical passing. He is the most accurate vertical passer in college football this year. And also, I don't like – he has he plays a ton of heart. I mean, you talk about like, you know, the, the stuff people – I mean, it's flashy too, but that guy – somebody needs to teach him how to slide – I mean, he got railroaded a bunch this season. It would pop up in the Missouri game. He was playing with an injured rib. And, I mean, he is just – he was so much fun to watch. And that's kind of what I want out of my Heisman Trophy winner, too. You know, like the electricity of, of, of Lamar Jackson. You know, like just the unbelievable numbers and the way Burrow played. And, look, I know they were 9-3, and three, but he got injured in the Bama game. He wasn't great in the, the Florida State game, you know, sure, whatever. But that's the first game of, of you know, of the season. And I, I don't really feel like that was necessarily his fault they lost that game. And so I don't think winning has to be part of this. Like – the fact that J.J. McCarthy got a a top 10 Heisman vote is a disgrace. Like, that, he threw one touchdown in the last five games of the season. I mean, this award is for individual excellence. You know, this is not because Michigan's 12-0. My biggest problem with the Heisman is the people who vote. Now, they usually end up getting it right. They did get it right this year. Um but like McCarthy on the in top ten is just is just complete joke. Well, that means that somebody voted because you only get three players, uh, and I'm fortunate to have a vote. And I've mentioned that before. You only David was it you? No, Do we have a problem. Okay, good. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but seriously, that means that somebody on that ballot 
all of the other names, and there's really about four to six guys that really would have, you would think have a pretty legitimate chance to win that, even if that many, that they left off, you know, maybe all three of the top guys, whether it's Penix or possibly Daniels or Bo Nix or Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and I, I, yeah, and there were like 40 different players who got a vote. That seemed like yeah. a little extreme to me too. Yeah, it's – like, like I think the the realistic candidates were this. It was it was Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix you could put up there. Penix, Penix really dipped. He, he he was it looked like he was banged up for part of the season. But like they had some really close calls with some bad teams where they didn't play too well. Um, Martin Harrison sure, but Malik Neighbors should be getting votes too. I mean I, I know that his team was not as you know didn't win as many games, but Malik Neighbors' numbers were better in a lot of categories than Marvin Harrison Jr.'s were. I know Marvin was most of their offense. That, that's kind of, you know, his way. Schrader, I'd be fine if you wanted to go Cody Schrader a vote because, hey, leading rusher in the toughest conference in the country, you know, that, that should mean something. Ollie, obviously, um, you know, I don't think you can count the losses against him because, obviously, he didn't really get going and get the carries till later on. But all more deserve. I mean, here's the thing. In, in J.J. McCarthy's, one of his biggest games, the Penn State game, they scored and and they just didn't throw the ball the rest of the game. Like you know what, we're gonna park the bus. Like we're not gonna try to get away from these guys. We're not gonna put the ball in danger at all. We're gonna park the bus and run the ball. And he's a good player. I see all these mock drafts though with him like top ten. I'm like, what am what is happening? Like I I just cannot. You cannot justify him as a top ten. I think I think we should be reviewing people's eyes and ballots and making sure that they're paying attention to the sport because that's not paying attention if he's top three. Josh, good stuff, man. Thank you very much. We could go on forever, which we love to well, do. Uh, one quick thing, I want to ask. Right. I want to ask one thing, Paul. Are you happy about your boy Rick Scott taking a stand? Seminoles. <laughs> that was Paul you, loves politicians. Uh, like, here's the deal. I have no love lost for the U.S. Senate in its current uh, status, but like, how does Bill Hancock come out looking slimier than a senator in a letter? Like, that's that's where the like the college football playoff committee has to look and be like, ah, man. Just ignore him. Yeah. Why, I, I would just, why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Again, yeah. There's also a dumb thing. Why do you write back to him so that he can now tweet it out and put you on blast? Like, yeah. What was I the know. comment he said? I know you have a lot in your plate, so thank you for having time to write the college football playoff <laughs> yeah. committee. No. Yeah. I, it's like, is, doesn't the government need to be funded again? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what a waste of time. I mean, yeah. waste oh time. dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Good stuff. Bye, guys. See This has been a Rogue Media Network production.